Harry Hill is living his best life. He plays tennis, he swims, and he bikes every day. He's great friends, and he loves to travel. He has lots of adventure and adores music. This man has it all. Oh, and he's about to turn 90. What's his secret? Find out on today's Dirty Tennis Clean Living episode. Remember, nothing you hear on the Dirty Tennis podcast is intended as medical or expert advice. Not for your kitchen. Not for your body. And not for your bedroom. We are here for entertainment purposes only. We are not medical doctors and nothing said on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Please consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet and lifestyle. That being said, let's get on with the show. Is that how we start the show? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Dirty Tennis Clean Living, the podcast where we talk a little dirty, we eat a little healthy, we laugh and learn together. I'm Ashley. I'm Dina. I'm Jules. And I'm Harry. Welcome to the show, Harry. (laughs) Welcome, Harry. Today on the podcast, we have Harry Hill in the house. Harry, we were so excited to have you here and to interview you because you are an amazing human being. And we are so excited to talk to you and figure out how do you do this thing that you do at 89 years old? Um, Do you want to tell a little bit about your background, kind of catch up your fans? Uh, A lot has to do with Brockton, Mass. And uh, I school, all my friends went off to college. I could not go to college, so I worked for Baba Welting. I had a great job. I, I would go down into the basement, pick up hides, and put them on a cot, and then go up to the fourth floor and hang hides all day. So if you know what a big hide is, I was in great shape. But then one time after partying on, in Cape Cod, too much partying, first load... <laughs> We're familiar with that experience. First, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> first load coming up to the the elevator. There's no safety guards on the elevator. So I'm coming up with the load behind me and I had my foot in a cot between the elevator floor and the ceiling of the factory and it tore my <gasps> foot. Okay. Oh. So for the next year, I either lived in the YMCA or got at hospital. They were in, by the way, they were going to take my foot off at one time. What? And the solution was they put sugar packets on it, which solved it. Okay. Sugar. So that, instead of taking my foot off, the sugar packets on this wound on the foot solved it. Well, when when I lived in the YMCA, uh, all I could do is swim. Now, back those days, you did it in the nude. Nobody, oh, my God. Really? Welcome nobody, to Dirty Tennis. Oh, it was... 20, 30 years after that, before he started wearing bathing suits in the YMCA. So wow. every day I would go swimming in the YMCA pool. And it was me and this other guy. The other guy was Rocky Marciano, called Macajano. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I graduated with Brother Sonny, and his, and I dated his sister very carefully. But Rocky Marciano, that's when he was fighting in Providence, Rhode Island. And so he would box underwater, five feet of water, submerge, box for 30, 40 minutes, and I would swim. And then we go up to the big bag, and he hit the bag, and he could have it out like that. I hit it, it didn't move. <laughs> so, uh, of course, Rocky Marciano was our hero, only undefeated everywhere in the world. And there's another story after that. that, by the way. But uh, So I, I swam, that's all I could do. And I, by the way, I am a lousy swimmer. My, <laughs> my wife was a good swimmer, BJ, kids, David and Ellen, all good swimmers. So uh, I swim all the time, and it's a saving grace. And I have talked to a friend there that talked about doing the hip exercises, and I box, and I do the paddle. And I, I spend an hour in the pool every morning. Wow. And you may Harry. be a little surprised, but I get all the way around the pool in an hour. So it's really, <laughs> really, um, they, they say I'm like a manatee, okay, only you, slower. Harry, tell us the truth. Do you still swim naked? 
Just I, out of curiosity. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, oh my Ho- gosh. Jose and Lana, the uh, Azel, and her mother, the mother-in-law, she was one time, he did a big show, so we, we were there, and I was at the head table, so I talked about swimming, and uh, she said, gee, I'd like to go swimming with you, and I said, uh-uh. well, I says, I swim in the buff, is that all right? <laughs> now, she's from Denmark, she says, I think that's exciting, would you, <laughs> you pick me up? So, I mean, stuff, and it works all the parts of the body, it makes all the difference in the world. You've traveled the world as a part of your job. Pretty pretty fun and interesting job with IBM. How many countries have you been swimming in? Almost everywhere I go. I, and they, they throw me out of them when, <laughs> when I'm down in Panama one Put time. Put some clothes you know, on, you know, they, they, they say you can't swim until 8 o'clock. They, they clean the pool until 8 o'clock. Well, I'm down there at 4, 35 o'clock swimming in these huge pools. And the cleaning group comes and they always chase me out if they can catch me. And so, uh, <laughs> and, but uh, you can always find a pool anywhere and you just go swimming usually with bathing suits. I just was curious like if you had a secret because you and I can stand very close to the net together and we do the little volley drill mm-hmm. where we don't let it bounce and your reaction time is every bit as good or better than mine as a 50 something year old person. What do you do to stay in shape to do that? Everything you do complements other things. That's why pop tennis is the workout room downstairs, the swimming, the biking, the walking, the beach. It's a combination of all those things. It's uh, like communication skills, okay? If, if you don't communicate, you're going to lose it. Right, and, right. And yes. Use it or lose it. Right. And it's, right. it's uh, so everything you can do is a good complement to everything else you do. When you think you, you feel tired, just go do it. I, I bike at least three times a day. Three wow. times a day? How, how many miles do you go? Well, I go around the loop. I go around the neighborhood. I bike for 20, 25 minutes before I go to the pool. So I love biking. We're so lucky. We are. They have we are. The, the jungle trail out there that you can bike. Are you doing any stretching? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Downstairs, I stretch for 15, 18 minutes mm-hmm. before I play tennis every time. Okay. I always get out there. There's all those machines, and they got the rubber bands, and, the, mm-hmm. all, and all, every one of the machines, I've got to go for different muscles. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty conscious about taking care of your body all Because I like doing ways. it. Yeah. I, I'm not, I just like, you like, I like it. doing it. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and everything that you're saying, it's just there's this underlying tone of joy and gratitude. Yes, there mm-hmm. is. Are you conscious of that, or is that something you think about? No, not at all. It's just the body likes it. The stretching is, uh, you know, it, it stretches everything. It's, I never believed it. You know, when you work out, of course, it's the muscles and the tendons, but it's the bones. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are trying to break in something, you know, the machines, not only are they good for the uh, muscles and the tendons, but they're good for the, it builds bones. I still don't understand that. But the, the medical profession mm-hmm. say that's the way Osteoarthritis. Yeah, when you'd have the impact, it's like little micro fractures, and that's how the bone builds. It actually also releases lots of hormones. So when you go to, say, a PT or something, and they put you on that machine and you're standing and vibrating that's what they're trying to help you with okay are you talking about the plate thing that we yeah. have downstairs yeah wow i've seen people sitting on that machine what are they vibrating <laughs> so let's don't talk about that <laughs> now if you play tennis you're getting that right uh, you know not, now not i can that. get lost <laughs> not back that to one. the love conversation <laughs> ashley and so how did you end up loving tennis so much the seg- what was the segue when did tennis enter your life because swimming is your first love in athletics it sounds like and then how when did you veer off into tennis when i was 12 years old 
uh, I went to a place called Farm and Trade School. I always call it Reform School. Oh, uh, that's what my dad used to threaten me with. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right off of City Point in Boston is Thompson's Island, a big island. It was a very old place we lived year-round for poor boys. They were all white, by the way. It was, it's interesting. It was, uh, it was all poor white kids. There would go about a hundred of us, and in on that campus uh, on Thompson's Island, there was a one tennis court, and uh, I played tennis every day for three years. Oh and, wow! And I got very good. When I finally left there to go to become a freshman at Brockton High School, I went, I went out for the team, and I was the only freshman making the varsity at uh, Brockton uh, High School. Very nice. And then I had to go to work, and so I worked at grandfather's uh, body shop, uh, Shoe City Auto Body, and set up tens, and so I, I did all that, and luckily I got in the Korean War, got a GI Bill, Wentworth and University of Mass. Well, I stopped playing when I was 14, 15 years old. I never picked up the rack again until I got out of UMass and went to work for IBM And when I was now 26 years old. Wow. And I always think of, I was a pretty good tennis player. If I had played in college and had someone correct all my mistakes, I would have been a much better player because I do a lot of things wrong. And then I, 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 the I he, he is the smartest guy, okay, as the ladies know. If I had a person like Ira, you know, giving me instruction all those college years, that would have made all the difference in the world. Well, you're well, an excellent tennis player, too, Harry. You are, and you also talk a little trash talk on the yeah, court, Harry. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite? <laughs> What are your favorite trash-talking things to say? The technique playing tournaments is you always, when someone makes a really good shot, and you say, nice shot, well, then it gives people really confidence, and almost everybody overplays. So what you do is you stroke them, and then they start playing, and then they start missing, and then <laughs> I, I won lots of tournaments by saying complimentary things to my opponents and so say nice things to them and then they give some confidence and then they overplay you overplay by the way i mean you hit the ball pointing to ashley (laughs) baby shark i do i like to hit the ball as hard as i can hit the ball she she hits the ball too hard she hits it very hard okay you just gotta take a little off Okay, keep the ball in play. I, I'm working on, on, there's some sequence that's lodged in concrete in my brain that I start swinging, and the next thing you know, I'm whacking <clears> it <throat> as hard as I can. Ira, you mentioned Ira, is trying to help me master the art of topspin, which thus far eludes me. Um, <clears throat> I don't best. understand it. He is. Ira really does understand how to do the right thing on the tennis court. Is he a good trash talker? Does he no. also play mental he games? He grunts a lot. He, he does, does make he, a, he a very a signature noise. <laughs> and then there's Richard with his hiya. Uh, uh, two of my favorite folks. Yes. I'm down with that strategy. I've utilized that strategy, Harry. Mm-hmm. The complimenting, Compliment. and then they start to mess up. Uh, that's right. They actually say it. They're like, you jinxed me. <laughs> How are you? Are you keeping up with the technology? Do you carry a smartphone, or do you say, that's not for me? At one time, I was a telecommunication expert for IBM. Okay. And so I worked for NASA, did work for NASA Goddard, became very knowledgeable on the telecommunications. When the 360 came out, I was for the Eastern Region and the GM Region, Government Education Medical. So I was the uh, guy that supposedly knew a lot about telecommunications. Mm-hmm. So I lived my life there. I I have email, which I'm good at five, six times Very a day. Very good at it. And, and 
and I have a cell phone and a landline, which I let record whatever, so I hardly get in. I have a cell phone, and it's an outgoing cell phone. I'm out there to oh. call, make reservations for a hotel or for a restaurant. I never, I must have thousands of messages. I never pick up the cell phone. Hmm. So it takes off a lot of my friends <laughs> because they can't, they but can't I, beat you. I have a cell phone. It's an AT&T with 10 cents a minute. Now it's 35 cents a minute. <laughs> put $100 in every year. And now, and I have more minutes than I know. A hundred dollars for the so whole funny. year. For a whole yes. year, and then now they charge me thirty-five cents a minute, and I'll never use that hundred dollars up. Guess that? How many reservations do you make with the cell phone? And I have friends when I'm in their home and we're at dinner, and their phone rings, and they pick up that phone. Uh, right. I say. The next time you do that, I'm going to get get up and leave. And, wow. And, and right, so on. I'm, and right on. And I said, if that person that you don't even know who they are is more important more than important. me, why would I? So I've ticked off a lot. Of, <laughs> I'm not ticked off. A lot of my saying, if you, why, why do you have that thing? So I am, at being a technologist, mm-hmm. I have two electrical engineering degrees. I'm a technologist who walked away, and I feel so sorry for the young young people now that are tied to a phone when there's so many better things to do than to answer that phone. I I agree. So true. As opposed to when I tried to reach Harry's booking agent to get him (laughs) for the show. (laughs) And she was not available, so I had to resort to calling Harry's landline. I love it. I got to leave a message on a machine. Awesome. (laughs) It was beautiful. And someone actually listened to it. (laughs) He did. I'm not sure he did. I had to follow up with email. I did. I did. I did. I got him with email. That's so funny. So funny. It's storing forward and you pick it up on your yeah, right. it's very refreshing this it's attitude. Very, I probably I, need to I, do that more, yeah. right? Well, when you meet someone, you could say, "This is how I want to communicate." Email. I don't want text. I don't answer phones. Just email. Can you Love imagine it. what would what would your husband say? <laughs> I know he's like, probably knows where I'm at on find my friends right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a gadget guy. Harry, you're a really joyful human. Mm-hmm. You bring happiness and joy and energy and ideas and togetherness, which is really important. Community building all the time. Mm-hmm. Not. Not compared to you, though. <laughs> well, we, we do like to have a good conversation, the three of us. Right. But I will say, Harry, you're a man who bikes every day, swims every day, plays tennis every day, weather permitting, mm-hmm. who has many friends, who is bringing joy everywhere he goes. And you turn 90 coming next, well, next year. April yeah. what? April Fool's. What is the secret? We would like to know because right. our plan is to be you, Harry, just a female version. But we would like to be you. What brings you to 89 years old, healthy, happy, joyful? Uh, ten, a lot of that is tennis, but uh, there's a couple of things that uh, in... 32 years here, I have never missed a day of tennis. And everyone says, wow, what? And my credit goes to Daniel. You know, it rains, there's always a court available. And so I, I love Daniel. And I always say, uh, let me know when there's a court available. So if it rains in the morning, I'm playing in the afternoon. And I always play two or three times a day. So I mean, if you're playing in the morning and it rains in the afternoon, you've already played. So if you schedule playing more than once a day, you have, I don't think I've missed 10 days where I did not play tennis here. And a lot of it is just playing around. And uh, we have rules here. You can't sign up for more than one quarter day. Well, you can <laughs> sign up for you. You can sign up. There's always a court at 11.30 or 1 o'clock mm-hmm. or 4 o'clock. Right. There's always courts available. And if you know people, there's always people who will play. 
Harry, what's your favorite song? Um, Moon Glow. Moon Glow. How does that go? So the Vermont song. I, I cannot sing. That does bring me to a, a Jules question, the library over there of knowledge. Music resonates, and it, it can be the music of nature when you're taking a walk or you're swimming and you hear the ocean, the sound of tennis balls, and we love the sound of tennis balls, but also music in the studio, music from instruments, children singing, the impact of music on the mind and the body, and longevity. They're talking now so much about frequency, which is music of its own in a sense. Mm -hmm. How does that impact us on a daily basis if we were starting our day, as Harry had mentioned earlier, with music? Right, right. No, that's a great question. Actually, I was just listening to a podcast on the way here that was talking about scalar waves. So there's electromagnetic frequency and then there's scalar frequency. And they think that the scalar waves is like an older technology that was utilized by the Egyptians and the pyramid and that they knew how. Because when they look at the top of the pyramid... They don't see soot or anything from fire being, you know, having light lighted up the pyramid. So they think that they had different ways to use technology to create light from frequency, potentially from these wow. scalar waves. So frequency can be seen in color. You know, think of the rainbow. Frequency can be experienced in sound with emotion, right? You can measure frequencies. So they even go to the point where they have, um, there's a guy, Dr. Tennant, who looked at frequencies and healing and Royal Rife. You might have heard about a Rife machine and those types of older technologies uh, that targeted cells by basically saying that each cell had a polarity. So you would target the virus with like the opposite polarity frequency and cancel it out. So it's different than this biomedical kind of paradigm that we're in now. It's, right. it, it's like older knowledge that we suddenly are rediscovering through quantum physics, if that makes any sense. I love quantum physics. I, I, I was thinking about doing that later this afternoon. Quantum physics? Yeah. <laughs> Sound healing? I'll, I have some books I'll, I'll, okay. I'll share. We'll have, I'll we'll have a study group. The break. Yeah. I'm also wondering, like, the difference of how it affects your body. Say you go to, have you ever been to a sound bath? You know, A sound bath? Harry, would yeah. you like to have a sound bath? I would love it. In the butt. In the butt. In the butt. In the butt. <laughs> That'd be sound interesting. Bath in the butt. <laughs> So it's where you go and someone brings instruments like singing bowls or those big gongs and and they play those while you lie down on a yoga mat or something like that. I'm sure they have some. Can we do that around here? Yeah. I'm sure they have. Someone does it. So I'm wondering, and the same with live music versus this compressed, digitized music, whether it affects our body differently, right? It has vibration. It Mm -hmm. has resonance. It hangs. Have you been to a concert hall, a really beautiful concert hall, and you hear symphony? The notes hang in the air. The Mm -hmm. instrument. Mm-hmm. The musicians stop playing the instrument, but the music is still playing in the air. That is one of the most magical moments for me as a classical music fan. Mm-hmm. That resonance in I the air. I didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. I love my Desert Island album is Greatest Hits of 1720. <laughs> That, that would be the one record I would take. Or wow, I'm kind of blown away right yeah. now. I did not know that about you. I did yeah. know that about her. You know what? I, I try to be mysterious, but that is really true. And that's, it's the resonance. Maybe that the way that you describe yeah. that, I wonder if that is what I find so appealing about classical music is the energy that remains after the act of creating the music is finished. I still mm-hmm. feel it connecting with my mind and my body. So it makes me wonder with our morning margaritas, if we need to now have a morning margarita song. We drink morning margaritas, Harry.
We do. Sans, it's true. sans tequila. Uh, unfortunately, no tequila in them. I mean, that's optional. But, but do we need a morning margarita song? Oh, a song, a morning resonance song. To bring your joy up. Let me just get you a singing bowl. A singing a bowl. Singing. <laughs> My neighbors will be like, hey. <laughs> Can you imagine? Go sit out on the balcony and. Make well, you've it. listened to those frequencies. You have a different name. They Solfeggio. have Solfeggio. Solfeggio. Yeah. Yep. Different frequencies affect your body, but the standard music is not taking place in those frequencies. You know the standard that they we hear change on the, radio. the scale. I listen to the love. For those of you who know what Solfeggio is, Solfeggio or don't know, Solfeggio is a tone. They play a solid tone, and it's supposed to bring healing naturally to you. I've tried the love one. It does not work. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're going to try Solfeggio, skip the loved one and go right to something else. Maybe I had it wrong. I don't know, Harry. Maybe I'm Harry, a block. what's the secret to love? Oh, yes. Great question. Going back. <laughs> I will get to love. The Last night, uh, we... Uh, we have friends who live on the ocean. They have a grand piano. Oh, uh, I have a, a lady friend, Debbie. A lovely she lady. plays, doesn't read music. She just she hears a song and she can play mm. it. Broadway wow. shows, symphonies, so what, whatever it is. And so they're really good. So, so last night we hosted. So for an hour plus, she played. Oh, wow. And and, every, and Ira's got a great voice. And yes. Richard's really? got a good voice. And so they were it. able to join in. So you talk about music. Mm-hmm. Here's a person, she hears something, she can play it. To me, that's just amazing. That is amazing. And so she plays this stuff, and it's just, it just was wonderful. So it's just like another night. Of course, we, we go from that last night to good music and singing, good times. And tonight, we have bingo. Right. Over here, so we have we go from that <laughs> to bingo, maybe a beer, and, and so it's uh, a lot of the success is this unbelievable community. Yes, I agree. A that is thousand great. good people. There's probably a couple old roaches I haven't met, yet, <laughs> but they're there in Sebastian. The, uh, the, the the point is, this has just got a beautiful place, and then you have this young Ashley shows up with a thousand <laughs> ideas and overwhelming us with great ideas. And so the subject now is love. Love. Uh, I was married for 66 years. Mm. Wonderful. And the love of my life, everyone loved BJ. Uh, So it was just a great uh, life. Uh, We loved Vermont. We cried when we left Vermont. But we knew we were coming here. And so uh, when we we bought a cottage, everyone was leaving. the people we bought from, but they wanted to not have a buy for a year, six months. So we had to travel the world. We had no home, lots of money, and we just traveled the world. What a combination. But we've traveled the world for six months at that point in time. And the key thing is, it was in May, and Jerry had this going away party. And there were 50, 60 people on the beach playing silly games. And these were all year round people. And I said, well, this is a great place with knowing it that is. many people right. were here year round. Just had a going away party with seven of us. And talk about love, the love between men. There's a lot of love, male, female, but a lot of male, male, and a lot of female, female. Which- 
whatever that is, it's just a, a grand community. And love is a great word. We play a game called, okay, I love to make sure I bagel them. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis. But, but love is what makes the world go round. Aww. Yes, it does. It's so beautiful, Harry. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. And we do talk about the on the podcast, Harry, we talk about the simplest act, saying good morning or hello or just a smile to mm-hmm. a stranger on the street. That's the very beginning of community building. Mm-hmm. Community is what you make it to be. It's not defined by a fence or a road. It's defined by your perception of what is community. And every time you offer someone a hello, an acknowledgement, a greeting, you're broadening your community and theirs. And that's how we get to stories like yours of 60 people on the beach having a potty. <laughs> potty. <laughs> Did I say that correctly? That was very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been working on that. Wow, Harry, you just embody the paradigm that I choose to believe in when it comes to aging and energy. I don't think that we were made to have what you see now as this continuous decline as people get older and, you know, losing energy, losing joy, like you said, whatever these dis-ease in the body are. I mean, you're you're just kind of like going along. I want to go off that cliff. Right? Off the cliff. I want to go off the cliff <laughs> i love it <laughs> maybe i'll be so blessed oh absolutely you know you live the life and then right you know, go off that cliff i mean i know this slide that's a slippery slide i don't want to be on <laughs> <laughs> It is an interesting perspective here in Florida, but I do think tennis being rooted in the word love mm-hmm. and also the mm. word balls, but love <laughs> is, is something that drives you. Every, you you start your tennis match with the words love, love, mm-hmm. right? That is how you begin. That must have an impact on the spirit. And Harry, you have an impact on all of us here at Sea Oaks. We adore you. We do. You are a light. You are a gift. We're so happy and proud that we're a part of your community. 32 years, only missed 10 days of tennis. Come on. <laughs> How do you do that? Dream. Uh-huh. How do you stay motivated? How- People back uh, when I was forty and fifty years old, they would say, "How do you do it?" And the answer is, you do it. You know, uh, if you don't feel. I remember times I felt like I was getting the flu or something. I'd go play racquetball and sweat for an hour, go in the sauna, right. and I, I nine out of ten times I would kill whatever that is on the spot. So what you do is when you you. If all of a sudden you're not feeling good, don't lie down. Mm -hmm. I mean, go out there and run, bike, do something, sweat and get... Get it, get it, get it out of your system. It's always worked for me. That's awesome. I love the sweating. The fact that you just mentioned sauna, yeah, excreting all of that through your sweat. So healing yourself. Yeah, sounds like Harry learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. Plus love. Plus Plus no clothes. Plus, naked love. Oh, yeah. Naked. Wait a minute. N- yeah. Na- naked is naked good. Love. That's all good. That's what we're going to call this episode, Naked Love. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Dirty Tennis, Clean <laughs> Living, the podcast. Harry, thanks for being here. Thank I'm Ashley. You. I'm Dina. I'm Jules. Thanks, Harry. It was great meeting you. Thank you. We love you, Harry. I thanks, Love Harry. you. Thanks for joining us today on Dirty Tennis, Clean Living, the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dirty Tennis Podcast and on X, formerly Twitter, at Dirty Tennis Show. Subscribe, participate in polls, reach out to us on social media with your favorite Dirty Tennis topics. 
Your input matters. We want to hear from you. Until next time, keep your tennis dirty and your living clean. Well, maybe not too clean.